You're listening to Allied Health Podcast, talking all things Allied Health, with your hosts Danielle Whedon, physiotherapist, and Claire Jones, occupational therapist. This episode of Allied Health Podcast is brought to you by the Mind You Program. Today we're joined by Liv Downing, registered psychologist, and Caroline Weinstein, clinical psychologist. They're co-founders of the Mind You Program, a mental health program for the workplace. Welcome and thanks for joining us both. Thank you Thank so you. much, Claire. Hey, Dan. Hello. So with mental health in the workplace gaining more and more spotlight, it's a very important and interesting time to be in your sector. So we wanted to run through a few questions to get a better understanding of who you are, what you do, uh, the Mind You program, and some practical tips for our listeners to bring into their workplaces right now. So to kick things off, can you tell us a bit about Mind You? how it came about and why you're so passionate about mental health in the workplace. So Liv and I, thanks Claire, have been friends for about 25 plus years. We met at university, so we have a very long history together. We met studying psychology a long time ago and we have brought together our 40 plus years of combined professional experience and 80 plus years of life experience oh, we're so old to this program and it really came about because working one-on-one with clients has been really well my bread and butter Liv has worked more with groups and she can talk about that a little bit more but what we've really seen especially over the past couple of years of COVID is that the, the need is so great for mental health in so many areas and one-on-one we can do you know, a lot of great work, but groups really need um, so much more and we can't do more than you know, one person in a chair at a time and workplaces are crying out for it and we're seeing that in some areas and there's been changes in legislation that is coming in in Victoria at the moment, which we'll talk about, um, which is really looking at problems in the workplace in terms of mental health and mental health injuries going up exponentially. So that's really where the idea came from. And it was really interesting, wasn't it, um, Caroline, how during COVID we were inundated with requests from workplaces and we would go in and we'd do these wonderful workshops, but then we'd leave. And it, it occurred to us that we needed to be able to create something that workplaces could really weave into the tapestry of their organisation, something that could really fundamentally give people not only the skills and tools to manage their own mental health, but the opportunity to connect authentically as a team and to really create Mm -hmm. an environment of psychological safety with, as you said, you know, having the benefit of that being that um, it, it becomes a preventative mental health measure. So we don't have to see as many potential um, clients or patients turning up to our clinic that we catch them before that point Mm. and Um, it's that um, sorry Caroline I was going to say it's that it's that I it's it's changing that concept that therapy exists between the start of the session and the finish of the session it needs to be integrated into every day um at home, in the workplace, in everyday life doesn't it for it to be really effective and preventative as well Mm, absolutely. absolutely. And, 
We would we say that at the beginning of all of our times working with a client, you know, there's only so much we can do in our 50-minute session. It's what you do between sessions that's going to make the difference. That's where the rubber hits the road. It's, you know, it's where you're in your relationships, where you're learning to set boundaries in your workplace, where you're um, learning how to, you know, parent more effectively, you're, you're exercising, you're eating well. That can't happen in, in, a, in a therapy mm-hmm. session. And so we really wanted to give people all of those tools to really weave them into their lives. Yeah. I always talk about being a gardener. I say that in the sessions we sow the seeds mm. and then outside of the sessions, this is where you have to water the seeds and give them sunlight and fertilise them and that's where the work is done. And it feels like with this program what we plan to do is take the psychologist to the workplace mm. rather than send you know many people from a workplace one by one individually to go and get therapy which we know you know they just can't do now wait lists are so long and it's so hard to get in with anyone let us bring the psychologist to you let us give you the tools and then work through it as a team give you the individual tools but come together and connect Mm. as a team to work through the program Mm -hmm. and Um, I guess no, and our vision for this program, sorry, Dan, so that, you know, what we're really, we're hoping will be the impact of this program is that we we end up with workplaces filled with individuals and teams who have that psychological safety so that they're mentally well and therefore they're in a position to contribute meaningfully both to their work and to their families and to the broader community. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, we've got big goals, you guys. It's, it's ultimately world peace, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> And exercise, nutrition, and all of those other things. Can I just come back to another part of that question? Why are you so passionate about mental health in the workplace? Mm, Great question, Claire. So I guess um, for both of us, we see people come into the clinic and they have... um, you know, work, it's, it's a lot of our life. There's a lot of, a mm. lot of our, our um, attachment styles, a lot of our, the ways we manage our emotion. It's, it presents itself in the workplace. And so there's that kind of general motivation that we think if we can actually give people these tools at work to be able to manage themselves more effectively, they'll be happier and healthier. And together with that, part of my motivation is quite a personal motivation in that, um, you know, being a psychologist, being a naturally big-hearted person, I do have a tendency to work too hard and to push myself too hard. And a couple of times I've really found myself at the point of burnout where, um, you know, I wasn't able to manage myself as well as I could within the work environment. And so, you know, part of my motivation is to really um, give people the tools I wish that I had had both mm-hmm. as workplaces and as individuals. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I agree with that absolutely, Liv. And I think um, I've been that person as well that has to really work very hard to separate boundaries, you know, myself from my work and my life. And I think it's become a lot harder with people working from home now. Mm-hmm. And so I, I see with my clients, um, you know, one of the major stressors that they talk about when they come to sit in front of me is about work. And they talk about that being a huge stressor and now the divide between work and home has become so blurred that I think, um, you know, we really have to be talking very much about how we can manage ourselves in all our environments 
and work has ta- has really taken over for a lot of people. And the work environment, we have to be honest, has changed. Everything has changed post COVID. Yeah. I mean, so many ways. And um, and this was this um, program was actually something we the seeds were sown for this program way before COVID. And COVID was you know ticked over that. Um, someone came to us and said, my my business is is suffering, my people are suffering, can you help us? And that was the little kicker that we needed to start to put it together and then we said, okay, actually, we're ready for this now. Yeah. But yeah. The, the seeds were there already. Yeah, great. And, Caroline, you touched on it, but we understand WorkSafe in Victoria is bringing in some new mental health guidelines and regulations for organisations with over 50 employees. Is that right? Correct. Can you tell us a bit about these? Yes. Well, well, what we know at the moment is that Victoria is leading the way out of all the states, that there is proposed legislation coming in July 1st very, very soon around psychological safety in the workplace. So it's it's a preventative measure and um, it will be for workplaces of over 50 employees that they will need to have as part of their occupational health and safety program. They will need to have... um, I think it's called, uh, Liv, you might want to jump in here. It's around risks to psychological health. They'll have to have a program in place that targets um, psychological health and keeping their people safe because what they're predicting is by the end of the decade, over 50% of workplace uh, work safe claims will be for psychological injury and not just physical injury, which is just huge. So we're waiting to see. This actually hasn't come about yet. And it's really interesting the way WorkSafe is um, presenting it, I guess. And so they're really presenting it that they're wanting to, wanting organisations to make sure that there's no opportunity for psychological injury. So, you know, and of course we support that. So reducing bullying claims, any kind of harassment, making sure role clarity is really apparent for people, that um, the work expectations are reasonable. So they're you know not not given too much work or too little work but but you know Caroline and I agree that that ultimately while the organization has a major responsibility and that's a no-brainer for us you know of course our workplaces should be safe ultimately it's up to the individual to manage their own mental health because we all interact with our environment both internally and externally, very individually, based on our genetics, our history, you know, so many factors. And so it's a big, I think it's a big responsibility to put on workplaces. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the HR directors I've been speaking to about this are really worried about what this will mean for Mm -hmm. um, just the, you know, the the OH&S claims that Mm -hmm. will come up. So, yeah. you know, we we really hope that Mind You as a program is something that can both empower individuals to become more responsible and more aware of what's going on internally and therefore potentially reduce the burden on organisations. While, of course, it's organisations' responsibility, it's not only their responsibility. Hmm. It's an interesting time. It's, it's interesting with mental health, isn't it, um, coming from an OT perspective, um, and ergonomics, you, um, in terms of injury prevention in the workplace, you can put a seat at the correct height and a computer at the right height and a keyboard at the right height, but you can't actually touch a mental health structure no. or, you know, in the workplace, can you? Mm-hmm. But that's what it's well, about. It's putting yeah. that structure in place, um, that awareness, that knowledge around mental health 
so that people have resources to call on um, and the knowledge to call out, um, I guess, inappropriate behaviour from a mental health perspective in the workplace. And, and what we can do also, Claire, is create an environment of psychological safety. Mm-hmm. And that means that people feel um, safe to be able to speak up and to um, feel heard and to voice their opinion without fear of retribution. And that was a, a study, a Google study, um, that project Aristotle study that showed that um, individuals do the best at work when there is psychological safety. And I think that that has to be what workplaces take on, that there is a psychologically safe environment where um, workers, employees feel that they can do that. And um, so the burden kind of sits individually and it sits within mm. the organisation as well. But, yes, it's, it's huge, isn't it? It's really huge. And I think we have to start with a conversation of taking away the stigma of um, of mental health and talking about it like you would as an OT, talk about our physical health, let's talk about posture, let's talk mm. about seating and ergonomics and let's talk about your mental health. Let's mm. talk about signs of depression. What does that look like? What does the burnout look like? I think that's where we, we say we have to have start to have these discussions. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And that's one of our values is to be authentic and to be open and take the stigma out of mental health. That's one of you know our core values of the Mind You program. That's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking about connection, I know this is something that you're both very passionate about. Um, can you tell us a little, a little bit about um, the science and the and the power of connection and um, what you mean by connection and why connection is so important for mental health? Mm, great question, Claire. So it was really interesting when we were sitting down to really design this program, we 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 grappled for a couple of months around well, what what's the what's the foundation what's the framework and interestingly we both came to connection as the framework so caroline given her background is um you know much more in the neuroscience neuropsych psychophysiology side of psychology she came to it with um the research around polyvagal theory and really looking at which is a whole a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> you know, we look forward to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The nervous system and and how we can connect or disconnect. And me with my meditation and mindfulness background, I came to this concept of connection really with connecting to my to myself, ourselves, and to connecting authentically with each other. And then tying all of that together, we started looking at all of the research around the strongest predictors of of good mental health and. Of um, all of the studies that are out there, there's one done called the Harvard Study of Adult Development. And over 80 years, they've tracked mainly men. It started with men, but it's gone, it's extended to both genders now. They've tracked the health and well-being of these people. And they actually found the strongest predictor of both mental, mental and physical health is the quality of our relationships. Mm. And so we, we it just it all slipped in beautifully. So we thought, right, this is we'd both come come to it independently Mm -hmm. and all the research supported everything that we were wanting to teach and had been teaching for so many years. So what we mean by connection is um, really across three pillars. So it's connecting to our body, understanding that our body needs to be fed, it needs to be rested, it needs to move, connecting to our mind. So understanding that how we relate to our thoughts and emotions impact our behaviour and impact our overall mood, um, how we manage our stress, how we connect to our values. 
And then finally, connecting to our heart. So connecting to ourselves, understanding our intuition, or as Kaz refers to it, kishkas, getting into our kishkas. Yes. Getting into our intuition, um, our values again, as well as um, connecting more authentically with other people and that, you know, really building the quality of those relationships. So it's a big concept very rich, very backed by science, um, and you can really approach it from many different angles. Mm. But if I was to boil down everything that I'd learned in this space for twenty, a career of 20 years and as a human for over 40 years, and I think Kaz would agree, um, connection's the number one, the mm. number one. Mm. And can you give us some practical tips about how we can be cultivating connection in our lives immediately? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, in terms of, you know, connecting to ourselves, as Liz said, in terms of, um, you know, maybe eating more mindfully, if you sit down to eat, don't eat with your phone, don't eat with a television, just sit down, eat your food and enjoy it, taste it, smell it, feel the texture in your mouth. It's one way just to connect with, you know, I talk about nutrition as medicine, what we're putting into our body, um, can it, making sure that you connect with people in a full way put your phone down you know often you say people are on the phone talking to someone actually look them in the eye don't text them phone them have a mm. conversation mm. because there's different neurons that actually get fired when you're having a conversation if you're um you know speaking like this and i'm looking at your expressions there's what we call mirror neurons that are lighting up and so that's how we get empathy for each other my mirror neurons are mirroring you and so that's how i'm feeling if you're feeling hurt i'm feeling the hurt and that's how i'm feeling empathy mm. so there's ways that we can connect like this every day that we can start to connect connecting to nature go, go outside stand outside for five minutes instead of in a break um you know being on your phone stand outside look at the clouds Look at the trees, notice the different colours. There's so many ways that we can connect in, check in with your body. What's my breath telling me about what I'm what I'm feeling at the moment? Or my posture, that will tell me what's happening with my nervous system. So there's many ways that during the day we can take a few moments to check in and connect with what's happening internally with mm. myself, with my breath, with my body, with my posture, what's happening around me with my relationships. Um, you know, the way that I eat, the way that I move. So there's ways that we can do that every day and we can make little associations. I like to say to my clients, every time you go to the toilet or every time you're at a red light or a train stop, a tram stop, just stop and notice. Take three breaths, notice where you're at. Mm. Maybe look around, see what's going on around you and you start to create some good habits then and some strong associations and you can create new habits and new neural networks in your brain. Mm. it's amazing how difficult it's become to be present in a moment isn't yeah. it like, yeah it's so interesting Claire it's um there's some research that's just come out around our level of distractibility mm. and um it's it, it'd be easy for us to say uh, to blame technology for that mm. um and I certainly have for years mm. you know these damn devices but actually the conclusion has been that when there's more information in the environment, that's when our mm. attention reduces. So, you know, when radio started, people's attention spans mm -hmm. reduced. In television, people's attention spans reduced. So it's all about information. And if we can be more conscious and more mindful with how we consume this information, 
we can start to manage our attention more effectively. Mm. And uh, as you all know, I'm a big, a big supporter and teacher of meditation. So that's another way that we can support ourselves to manage our attention and, and be present. Mm. And, like that. Mm. And, then, and that's where we connect. That's where we connect with, with each other and with ourselves when we're present mm. and really showing up with our whole self. Yeah, yeah, we really have to work on being attention fit, don't we, and building up our endurance for attention. Mm. because we started a it's almost like we started a baseline now with very limited capacity to attend um, and be present you need to work on that like you would any sort of physical fitness program Mm. I think I think as well it's 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 very much a catch-22 because I think we don't talk enough about our internal lives and if you can get your internal life if you can understand what what who you are internally and what your drivers are then the external life will follow like we focus on external quite simply but um yeah that that digresses a little bit but I agree with the attention side you're spot on we do but but so many of us feel uncomfortable attending to our internal life for a variety of reasons childhood genetics inherited trauma you know there's so much but we we need to kind of make friends with this internal space because this is our home you know this exactly this is the longest relationship we're ever going to have in our lives so let's invest time in that yeah uh, yeah, look, it, it's been said that we're living in an attention economy. And if you think about, um, you know, the advertisers, they're vying for our attention. Mm. One of the best things we can do, as Kaz was indicating earlier, is really start to pay attention to what's happening internally. Where am I focusing? Where mm. am I investing my energy? Yeah, look, we could talk about this forever. <laughs> have, you read, have, you read the book, have you read the book Stolen Focus? I have. I have. That's another episode. all right let's get back to the mind you program are you happy to give us an overview of the program um and 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 tell us how does it differ to other mental health programs out there designed for the workplace yeah great question it is a great question so um our program is different because it actually is designed and run by us, by psychologists, and we feel that it brings a psychologist, as I said before, to the workplace, which is different to other programs. A lot of the other programs are um, a bit off the shelf and, you know, they use animated characters and things like that while ours are quite live. They are us and we're very real and very personable and like you've seen us today, we are like that in in the program um, we think it's preventative in nature so that's the aim of it is that we really want to prevent more and more people having to come into our practice of course we're going you know people are going to go and do therapeutic work and it's fabulous but there will be those that will get the tools that we will teach in therapy from our program and that may be enough for them and that's wonderful and we think that that is excellent if we can um, if we can supply that I think one of the great differentiating factors is that it is based on um, evidence-based practice and it's based on the science of connection, as we said. So it's all about experiential learning. And so as people move through the program, they're learning the power of connection through doing it in a team environment. So they're connecting with the program and connecting as a team. And there's something very special about that dynamic that's happening whilst they're doing it. So they're experiencing it um, as they go through it. And I think that is a really key difference to other programs. Um, And so it is an individual program, but done as a team really um, gives the workplace an experience of connection. So I think I think that is 
what yeah. sorry Kaz, what one of yeah. the other goals that we had was really to create um, a very holistic program. So we we've both been involved in designing and delivering other mental health programs in the workplace. And I think that some sometimes we if we just offer one or two tools, it's it's not realistic and it can actually be quite demotivating for people. And I, I think I can say that with some authority for because for years I was offering meditation and mindfulness as a tool for good mental health in the workplace. And while that's a very fabulous tool, it's often not enough and often not appropriate for people. So we came up with our model, which is across three core pillars. So it's really looking at the body, the mind and the heart, as I indicated earlier. So we think that that, that holistic nature is, um, is you know, really important. And then we've got beautiful videos. We've got some gorgeous meditations that I've recorded. Um, what else do we have, Kaza? Some we sim- have scoop sheets, what we call scoop sheets, so great information sheets. If the information is there, they can keep referring back to them. And um, we- to do as a team. Yeah, we have um, review questions at the end of every module so that every pillar has three modules as part of it Um, tips for managers to roll it out so there's different ways that you can roll out the program within an organization so the workplace owns the the mind you program as a resource Um, employees go through the go through the program and then can they come back and revisit modules is it is it in modules modules of the program yeah That's the goal. We really wanted to empower workplaces with our skills and knowledge. So we wanted to, um, you know, really give the responsibility to to, um, integrate the program into an organisation's existing um, learning and development initiatives. So Mm -hmm. luckily we found a wonderful technology partner and um, the technology that we have can be... um, Oh, see, I'm not quite put on their put on their LMS yeah. <laughs> right. into their learning management system there that can be integrated and it's wrapped up in their in SCORM. that SCORM thing. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's a tech word. <laughs> yeah. But so it, it really all it becomes, clean and neat. Yeah, part of the organization. So and and the cool thing about it is we can actually tailor components of the program for the individual organization. So uh. we can their corporate colors and we can have an introduction from the ceo or the hrd and you know we can apply the learnings to the individuals Mm. um, sorry the organization specific values or so it's the the structures there the frameworks there but it's very flexible so we're happy about that and and another claire another difference is in between in in um halfway through the program we can offer also like a live mental Help, mental health help desk so it's a zoom call oh, with us live okay to answer questions and so we'll be there online with anyone who wants to turn up um, and ask any questions so oh, that's it, it brings it to it brings it to life, life. Mm. Yeah, yeah builds that so connection that can, absolutely yeah. so we're yeah. real life people that will sit there and have a real life discussion yeah I like that point you made about personalizing the program to the and customizing it to the workplace as well because again that comes back to connection so if it's your you know the head of your workplace whether it be a CEO or practice director you know um, opening the program with a short speech or whatnot again it's it makes it it builds that connection and that trust doesn't it in the workplace Mm. yeah I like that feature. Well, I think it also says, Claire, you know, we take mental health very seriously. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and we're not just putting something 
on our, our platform and you can access it when you want to access it. It's, you know, we're taking this seriously and we're going to work through it all together. And um, I think that's very important. Yeah, very, very important. Yeah. And how can people get in touch with you to find out more about the program and purchase the program? Well, we have a website and it's themindyouprogram.com. Um, it's not .au because we've decided we needed to take the program globally because mm. remember world peace. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're also on all of the Insta books. So um, on LinkedIn, you could connect with Caroline and I on LinkedIn, live down in Caroline Weinstein and um, Facebook, Instagram, and then we have a company page on LinkedIn again, which is the Mind You program. So lots of ways to get in touch. Fantastic. Would you like my phone number as well? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again for joining us. Um, As the profile of mental health in the workplace continues to rise, it's certainly a really interesting time for both employers and employees. So a big thanks for introducing us to your Mind You program and for sharing your valuable knowledge and expertise. Thanks, Liv. Thanks, Caroline. Thank you. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Allied Health Podcast. In the show's notes, you'll find links to our free recruitment resources, job opportunities and healthcare marketplace insights. To listen to new episodes, please subscribe via Apple, Google or wherever you find your favourite podcasts. And if you've enjoyed the show, please give it a five-star rating and review and be sure to tell your therapy colleagues and friends to tune in. Tune in.